William out to take the corner. Up go the heads are back off the bar. It's in now. It's Rhys James off the bench, the 19-year-old. What a night at Stamford Bridge. Unbelievable. And the teenager that Frank Lampard has so much faith in has repaid it in the Champions League. Chelsea 4, Ajax 4, whatever next. What a finish from the young man. What is going on, guys? We are back for another episode of the Blue Crew podcast. It is episode 31, and we just can't get back-to-back wins to keep us happy, can we? We just can't do it. Nice and positive after the West Ham game. We took the Arsenal game off because, Luca, it was your birthday. So we hope you had a good day, but Chelsea couldn't really give you much of a present, could they? In fact, they sort of shafted you. Your birthday was in between two pretty poor results. Yeah. Uh, Did you have a birthday though? Didn't let me get your tips down too much. Yeah, it was a very good birthday. Played some games, had a lovely roast dinner, had some roast pork, had some gammon, uh, roast nice. potatoes, broccoli, carrots, the lot really. So yeah, it was very good. I very enjoyed it a lot. I'm now 20 for those that don't know. 20 years old. Oh, Jesus. Callum That's a weird feeling. In fact, you're, you're, <laughs> you're just over a month younger than him. Only just. That's scary. Very scary. You're just as good as him, really. You're the left-footed Hudson Adore. I think that's what people call you, don't they? Yeah, they do. I'm proud of that. That's my that's my claim to fame. Almost as good as Hudson Adore. And OJ, you're still here. It's not your birthday. No, I'm How still 19. What did you say? How are you doing? Oh, I'm all, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, had a nice Christmas, and uh, hopefully waiting for it to snow because uh, it seems like everywhere else in the UK, but where I live, actually has has snow. So I'm a bit sad, but yeah. Overall, I'm, I'm, overall, we got some this morning. I, I was uh, I was asleep. So yeah, no, we didn't get. We haven't had any snow at all this year. Oh, well, we move onwards and upwards and we talk about yes, football. That'll make us really happy. Yep, really happy. Luca, you're pretty good at this stuff at the start of the uh, episode where we talk about the games. What did you think of the two games overall? Goodness me. Well, where do I start? Arsenal. Wow. I said in my preview, my, my little preview that I put on the Twitter, that we'd win 2 0. But inside, I was thinking. This is this is really tough because I think we're, they're probably going to come at us and play like they haven't played at all this season. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, they started a lot better than us, Arsenal, in the first half. And we just it took us a while to get going. I don't know what it was. Maybe the players were a bit hungover from Christmas Day. I don't know. But it was a very, very slow start. And uh, I think it was probably the wrong decision. Obviously, we all know that Chilwell and Rhys James were put into the starting eleven rather unexpectedly. I think everyone on Twitter just didn't really see that coming and I think looking at looking back at the game it's probably the wrong decision I don't think either of them looked looked 100% Rhys James had a I think a pretty poor game by his standards Chilwell was marginally better than him but I think Rhys James was certainly the worst of the two and obviously it all went the momentum changed completely when we went 1-0 down after he conceded a penalty which I'm not sure was a penalty I don't know what both of you think but it was it was dodgy VAR apparently said it was the knee contact that caused the penalty to be given. But he was, Tierney was already going down, I felt, when Bruce James made contact with his knee. And then Lacazette scored the penalty. And from there, we just, nothing. It was, there was no inspiration. Only when, I think we went 3-0 down. There was a little bit of something. And then when Tammy scored, that was probably, the bit where Tammy scored to the end of the game was probably the best spell of the game we had, really. We were actually creating chances. So it was a pretty poor game. And then Villa or a very, very good team. We knew that it wasn't going to be easy. And somehow we managed to take the lead. We actually started quite slowly again, but got back into the game. And then some lovely play with Pulisic and Chilwell. And Chilwell's put a really good ball into the box for Giroud, who is now starting again over Tammy. Uh, and it was a very, very good header. And we went 1-0 up. And from there, the set rest of that first half was all right. I thought it was okay. And then second half, it 
again, as always, we're just not not getting off to the greatest start in the second half, and then they scored, and we had chances again to win the game. We just couldn't win it. So it's it's been a tough couple of games, but and now we've got Man City, which doesn't get any easier. So it could have been a lot better, but I mean, I wasn't happy after the Villa game. I'm still not too happy now. So I've just got to move on, I guess. Yeah, well, I think we'll get to. I think we, me and OJ, had different opinions to you. So OJ, <clears> just <throat> quickly. Yes. If you had one thing to say that went that cost us the Arsenal game. What would it? Be? And if there was one thing that cost us the Villa game, what would it be? Um, I think for Arsenal, it's probably just. I don't know. There's, there's. It was such a dismal performance that there's probably a few things that I could say about the Arsenal game. Um, probably the lack of creativity. I think it was just almost non-existent for like like Lucas said the last sort of 10 minutes of the game where Tammy scored were the only points that we looked threatening. I mean, sure, we had 19 shots throughout the game, but only three of them were on target. And one was a goal. So, like... And, one it, was a penalty. and the other one was a penalty that was missed, that was actually saved by Leno. So, realistically, we had one shot on target that didn't equate into something and it was it's just poor I think perhaps I don't know whether we were lacking confidence whether people were still a bit uh hung over from Christmas a bit full from their Christmas dinner the day before but I don't know I think it's just not not a very good performance the Villa game though I felt like we did actually deserve the win I thought we played quite well against Villa I thought um, our chances that we created were good. Um, like Luca mentioned, Giroud's goal, obviously. A nice bit of play between Chilwell and Pulisic and then the ball into Giroud. Um, I'm not sure, genuinely, I'm not sure whether much cost us the game, to be honest. I feel like it was more... I'm not, I don't know. I just feel like maybe... Lazy defending on their goal. It was, I think it was El Ghazi, wasn't it, that found himself open at the back post, and it was like Azpilicueta just got drawn in. I, th- I think by Grealish. It was drawn in because we were missing Christensen. Actually. Yeah, and he was, he was injured. Yeah, or not injured, but had gone down. Um, and then that left El Ghazi free at the back post. But I mean, genuinely, I thought from the Villa game we deserved all three points. Um, oh yeah, I think we did as well. I think, I think if you were to look back at, at the end as well, if you look at Villa's chances, other than I mean, they did, it was just it was just a good game of football, really, wasn't it? Like Villa were good in the first half. Grealish's shot in the first half was a comfortable save. They had the short, they had the nice corner which was yep. blocked. They had that um, Ramsey came on and scored with his nearly scored with his nearly first, scored with his first touch, yeah. But other than that, well, I think we were pressing, weren't we? At the end, you got Timo. In the box, has got a, well, it's got a score. Um, mm. The offside goal as well, and Chilwell's chance at the end. That would have been a corker. I think it's oh, close as well. I think you can't put it down all to luck, yeah. But Lampard said against Arsenal, we didn't deserve the luck, and we didn't because the penalty probably wasn't a penalty. We score our penalty, maybe we have a few chances. Mount hit the post. It's like fine margins, and we're playing without confidence at the moment. And when the fine margins go against you, it really hits hard. So, like the Everton game, we were poor, but we still hit the post twice. You could say it's unlucky, but also you could say you've got to earn the luck. Last night, I thought we deserved a bit more luck. You know, I thought we deserved at least one, if not two, free kicks in the build-up to the Villa goal. I thought there was a handball, which wasn't talked about before the actual foul on Christensen. And then other than that, I thought we did enough. To be honest, it's just when things are going against you and you're in a bit of a rut and you're down on confidence, things don't go your way, or so it seems. Mm. And I thought we reacted really well because after the Arsenal game, we could have just capitulated and gone, oh, well, Aston Villa are probably better. But we didn't. Yeah. I think we stood up well. We were a bit shaken after the goal, but I thought we came into the game well and we did well with a really tricky Villa team, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, John McGinn's just. I don't know the words. He's like a the Scottish Kante, basically. He just that guy just runs yeah. around. 
the best description was the commentator said if there was a game tomorrow, John McGid would want to play. And he yeah. would. That guy just, he was ridiculous. They're, they are a tricky, tricky side. And I think we, I think it'd be hard to say we didn't play better yesterday than we did against West Ham. I think we definitely played better yesterday than we did against West Ham, but yet the result obviously isn't the one we wanted. Luca, you didn't think we played well yesterday. I mean, I didn't think we played we played badly, but we could have played so much better. I think it was just, again, after every game we don't win, I get really, really frustrated because there's always things I look back on and go, oh, we could have done that so much better. We could have scored this. We could have, we could have played like this. And it was just, what really annoyed me was, I know it's, I know it's like a common thing in football, and it's not just one player that does it. But the Villa players, every time they go down, every time they get touched, they went down, and it was so annoying. And the ref just fell for every single like foul we made. Like even if it wasn't a foul, every time the player went down, it was just like, oh, it's breaking up the game. It's an absolute nightmare. And I think that was what caused partly my frustration. And there was definitely decisions that that went against us. But I'm not going to talk about that because I don't like just stick. I don't like saying that decisions like that cost us the game. We should have won. Yeah, we had chances, but. It just, it just could have been a lot better. We could have taken so many... There were so many chances we had to score as well. Pulisic in the first half definitely should have scored. Yeah, yeah, Timo yeah. Had, had a great chance in the second half. He just, just instead of, I think he should have put his foot through it, but he decided to like side foot it from like 12 yards out. And it was just... It's just frustrating. We could have... We didn't play badly, but we could have done so much better. And those... The Villa players certainly didn't help our course. They were... They were... I found that really annoying. I was very frustrated. Yeah. I, I find it hard to put anything on the referee. He didn't have a good game. I mean, this is it. Jack Grealish is a smart, smart player. He knows that he's going to be fouled. He knows that he's going to get touched. People have got to get touched tight to him. I thought we did a really good job, actually, of stopping Grealish yesterday. Yeah, so did I. I thought we did a really good job. There was one where Grealish looked to be basically through on goal and Kante just appeared out of nowhere and blocked the pass. Yeah. Yeah. I thought, here we go. And then, I mean, it was a poor pass from Greedish. But in general, that was he wasn't particularly productive yesterday. I know Aspilicueta got drawn into his run for the goal. But I think, in general, we stopped him. Watkins was basically non-existent. Their goal came from El Ghazi being free at the far post. I think if Christensen's playing, or he's on his feet, or they kick the ball out, I think we don't concede that goal. And other than that, they don't really have many big chances compared to us. But it's a game of fine margins, and these are a lot of ifs, if buts and maybes. And the thing is, we've we, just got to make sure we win those games. Yeah, I think we contained Grealish better in the second half than we did the first, for sure. Yeah. He was a lot more active in that first half, I think. But it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, though, because we are shot of all confidence at the moment. We are tired as well. Kante and Mount both played 90 the other day. Chilwell, I think, played 90, didn't he? Pulisic, did he get a full game against... So we made six changes, but a lot of players in there still, play, a lot of important players still played a lot of games, and they yeah. would have been absolutely rattled by that Arsenal game. But that won't have been easy to get over. So I think the fact that we've managed to come back and let's—I thought we'd lose yesterday, and we got a draw out of it, and we're disappointed with a draw. And I think that tells you enough about the performance that we're actually disappointed with the draw because I think we played well enough to get a win, which is the frustrating yeah. part. Anything else to add about that game in particular? Because I've got one point we could talk about. Uh, I would say Werner being dropped was probably the best call that Lampard could have made. Yeah, Hudson-Odoi sure. starting was, was such a breath of fresh air. He was good, yeah. wasn't he? He was really good against Villa, yeah. Especially first half, I thought. Especially second half, we didn't get in it as much. But his display, I mean, I remember two passes, and you probably both know. He played one... Um, with his laces sort of from the middle. He came in off the left-hand side, drove into the middle, and then just pinged it out to Aspilicueta. And then he came from the right-hand side into the middle and played a f- absolutely beautiful outside-of-the-foot pass to Chilwell. And I was just like, that is just natural talent for you. Mm. Yeah, no, I but mean, yeah, was... he is one of our best youngsters. And I think, you know, we, we, we say that he, he deserves more game time. I think he, he's proved himself last night, especially. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind him, to be honest. I mean, I don't know whether we're actually going to be playing Man City because of all of the COVID stuff, because um, their game got called off against Everton. But, I mean, our next game after that uh, is against Fulham. So, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing... I wouldn't mind seeing Hudson-Odoi 
start against Fulham. Um, well, I think he's got to start against Man City because if Ziyech, even if Ziyech is fit, yeah, he's going to have no game time. Mm. And we've then got Morecambe and Fulham to get Ziyech back up to fitness. But if Hudson Odoi plays like he did yesterday, there's no reason he shouldn't be starting anyway, no mm. matter who's fit. We know how yeah. important Ziyech is, but we have got depth for a reason. This is what we've been, we've been saying anybody but Werner on the wing at the moment, and we got that yesterday. He came yeah. on up front, and we had two natural wingers, and it made such a big difference because they were both swapping in-game. They were both dynamic and fluid in-game, and hudson Adoy drove inside. He could pick up the ball and actually dribble with the ball inside, mm. outside, put a cross in. Yeah, I, I, it was a breath <laughs> of fresh air, really. Yeah, it, it was, yeah. To see him play well. Luca, I just, I just hope it's enough. I can't. I can't see uh, Lampard. I'll, 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 no, I think he should start against. I don't see. I don't see any reason why. Why that shouldn't be the same as it was against Villa, against City. If we do play them, that is, unless it gets like rescheduled to a different time. But do you think what Jarvis do you think Silver about Zuma will play? Ooh, yeah, against City, they should do. I think that's maybe why Zuma didn't play tonight. Maybe because he was being rested for City. Frank did say afterwards. Um, he was resting Zuma because he's played so much recently and he rested Silver because of his age. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Yeah, Silver's definitely going to be rest. I thought the only surprise for me was that Silver was the one on the bench and Zuma wasn't. I thought, yeah. I, thought, I thought he might have gone Silver's age and everything. But to be fair, Silver's missed more. Maybe it's that leadership the... sort of True. role that Silver's taken on. If If, if we went a goal down and we needed someone to come on and sort of solidify that defence, then maybe he'd bring Thiago Silva on to sort of slap off everybody else and get him, get him working properly. Yeah. No, that didn't bother me particularly, I don't think. The other thing I was going to think about is who starts up front for you against Manchester City? Because Ooh. Tammy has now got six goals in seven starts. Giroud has now got three goals in his last three starts. Mm-hmm. They both started and scored in the last two games. Mm-hmm. And they've both got positives and negatives of playing against Manchester City. Because I think when we've got two fit wingers, they can both put a ball in. It obviously helps Giroud. I still think we play better with Tammy, but Giroud was a lot better. in the. I think our link-up play through midfield was a lot better yesterday. Um. If we're going to be playing counter-attack, we want Giroud to hold up the ball. But if we're going to be playing counter-attack, you want maybe the pace of Abraham. It can go both ways. What do you guys think? Uh, I think if if the City game does... If it goes ahead as scheduled whenever it is... Sun, is it Sunday? It must be Sunday. It's the third. I don't know what I don't know what day it is today. So it's the third. I think. I think that's a Sunday. If it goes ahead... I think if it goes ahead as planned on Sunday, I think you start Giroud. Why? To just continue that, to just continue that little bit of form, I think. But is Tammy not in form as well? He's now got three in his last two games. The third is a I Thursday. It was. It was just. It's a Thursday. It's the third, oh no! I'm the looking third. at the wrong month. I'm looking at the wrong month. It's a Sunday. It's Sunday. <laughs> I was looking at December. For some reason, my calendar went straight to December, not to January. I guess we. Yeah, I think if. Very, yeah. it, I don't know. No, we're not. If, Tired. If it goes, if I think. I don't know, Tammy just... It's, it's such a conundrum. I can't imagine how Frank Lampard feels about this because he's got two strikers that are playing really, really well. And whenever they play, they actually... They play quite well. Like, it's such a tough decision to start, but I would probably say Giroud just to continue that, especially if we're going to be starting with Hudson and Pulisic out wide. Mm. I think we go... I think we just go with Giroud up front just to continue that little bit of form that we've got. Now they've played, we know what they can do with each other. I think you start with Giroud. As harsh as I used to tell me, because he's been playing really well, but yeah, Giroud for me. It's one that you can't really lose if you're Lampard in this situation. Because there's positives and negatives to both. I don't really care who he plays. I would love to see Tammy. Because... I love Tammy, and I think he is genuinely <laughs> becoming one of the most underrated strikers in the league. 
I really do. I think he adds so much to the team. Mm. And he's doing so well for us. But really, if Giroud starts, I'm not going to complain because the man's going to score. Yeah. It's Manchester City. I don't think there's time for sort of pissing about and going, oh, well, Tammy might make us play better. If Giroud's going to put the ball in the net, let's pick, let's pick Giroud. Yeah. But no, I agree. Playing in so much form and so much confidence. I don't think they care that much either. They'll both want to start, but their relationship is so good between each other. We've got tough fixtures after that as well. Man City isn't the... It's not like we lose to Man City and the season's over. We've then got Fulham, we can bounce back. We've then got Leicester. And mm. you sat there thinking, well... That's that double game week, isn't it? These guys are going to play. They're going to rotate. Yeah. And what I'm not seeing is I'm not seeing Timo Werner's next game up front. And that doesn't bother me. And that's how confident I am in the two strikers. It doesn't bother me that Werner probably isn't going to start a game up front for a while. I mean, the only game I can realistically see Werner starting is probably Fulham. Mainly because they're a bit... No offence to any Fulham uh, fans, but... then that. They're one of the weaker teams in the league this season. Um, you know, they're sort of in the near the bottom half of the table. And, you know, it's if, if there's going to be any game that you want him to bag a goal for his confidence, it should be against Fulham. True. Um, but saying that, do I think he'll start against Fulham? Probably not. Do I think he deserves to start against Fulham? Probably not. Um, I think I think it will be Giroud again. For Man City, and then probably Tammy for Fulham, to yeah. be honest. Um, and then probably maybe Tammy again for Leicester. Yeah. After that, I mean, but I mean, honestly, I'm, not, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe Giroud would be a better fit for Leicester because of his style of play against their. Yeah, I mean, at the end defense, of the day, but I'm not sure. Giroud could bag a few against Man City, and then who's going to leave him out against Fulham? Like, you can't do that. At the end of the day, I think the good thing about Giroud and the good thing about Abraham is neither of them have particularly big egos and they both just want the team to win. Mm. And Giroud is getting his game time and he's going to get the game time between now and the end of the season. So he's going to be in the France squad, like no doubt about it. But he'd probably not have to play again between now and the end of the season. He's been that good between you know the last month and a bit. Yeah, He's got his place solidified. He's going to play a few games. Hopefully we can go on a bit of a cup run. And obviously... Into February, we'll have the Champions League back again. They're going to have to rotate, and this is why we've got three strikers. Yeah. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah, very. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say, do you think? Oh, um, if this City game does get postponed, do you think that's quite? Do you think that's? Do you see that as a positive? Maybe that we get more time to prepare. I don't know about preparation. I just think less. We'd have to play City next. Instead, we could get Morecambe, then Fulham, then Leicester, and then fit City in somewhere else. Yeah. I'm not worried about the City game as much because there's less pressure on us to win. The Arsenal game, we could only lose. If we win, oh, well, it's only Arsenal. You know, all, all of these people, they're like, Chelsea, you've only beaten one top 10 team this year. Well, beating Arsenal wasn't going to help that. So, fair enough, we've just lost it. Beating Villa, oh, well, it's only Villa. Why are we not above them? What, yeah, but they are where they are in the league. It doesn't help us. We, we were expected to beat Villa as well, but against City, it's like, well, if we can get something against City, that'd be huge. So I'm not actually as nervous for the City game. Would you take another point from City? Or Obviously, we want all three points, but like, do you want all three points is a bit of a weird question to ask, but like, you get where I'm coming from. Like, would you take a point against would you City? Accept or, point? Yeah, would you accept a point? Or would you be adamant on we should be getting all three points. I don't think we game. should be getting all three points. Can we and get all three points? We definitely, definitely can. If we play like we did against Villa yesterday, can we beat City? Or would we have to play back? If we take our chances, then yes, 100%. I think, I think the work, work rate that we put in in the first half was, was fine. I think... There was there was definitely effort shown, more effort than was shown against Arsenal. So I think if we put that same effort in, start again, I say for a minute one, start pretty bang on, just go go full on, take Press, the chances. Press, I think yeah. Thank you. I'll tell yeah, you. Get, we can get three points. Yeah. I also wouldn't play that team that we played yesterday against Man City. No. 
Jorginho's got a that's, like, that's just the first name that came to my man. mind. <laughs> right, right. Let, let's let's go back a few days here because this this one doesn't make sense to me. Kante wasn't good against Arsenal. Fair play. He wasn't great against Wolves. Fair play. Jorginho is never the sub at half time. It's never oh, ever. Oh no. That's that's just. I know what you're trying to take control of the game, but wow. Frank, I think Frank had a little flashback to the Emirates last yeah. season. And he went, yeah. oh, I subbed on Jorginho after half an hour and we won the game. I'll just sub him on after 45 minutes and we'll do, we'll, it'll be the same. We'll win. Yeah. No. No, Frank. No. Not this time. Kovacic wasn't good, fair play. Where was Billy Gilmore last night? Why did Jorginho start? I know, Lam- I, I, I know why. I know why. Because he sat there and he's going... We need experienced heads, and Jorginho's experienced. Fair play. I get that, yeah. But did we not start looking a lot better last night when Havertz came on? I thought Havertz I thought, was good. I yeah, thought, I thought Havertz very positive. Yeah. That's what Havertz is meant to do. That's, <laughs> what, that's what we've been wanting him to on, do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've paid 80 million for him to come on after 75 minutes and make some passes. Yeah, that, that's what we look good. good. It yeah, no, he did. He did. He did look good. I think Billy Gilmore is a victim of circumstances here because if we'd beaten Arsenal, Billy Gilmore was definitely playing against Aston Villa, in my opinion. But I think he's seen what's happened. He's gone. Can I risk putting in Billy Gilmore when I've got an experienced leader in Jorginho? I think that's what he did. I get it. Wouldn't personally have done it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jorginho's think... just not. Yeah, carry on. Um, Unless, I don't know what our formation would be, because I don't think he's just going to chuck Kovacic back in the team. I don't know what he'll do against Man City, to be honest. You'd Regardless think, of how Jorginho is playing, I think you don't start him against Man City. It's just not the game you play him against. So who, so who is Mount's midfield partner? You, I'm guessing you want to go Kante. It has to be Co- like Kovacic and Kante. Yeah, surely. Kovacic can take Kovacic as the right eight, Mount as the left eight, and then Kante, and then Kante as the yeah in the hole. But I don't know if he'll do that because he doesn't seem too confident with Kante over the last couple of games and Kovacic. But I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew. What do you want him to do? I want him to play Kovacic and Mount, but I don't. He did. Kovacic didn't play anything yesterday. Do you want him to play Gilmore? No, not really. I want to play Kovacic. <laughs> but I don't know if he will or not. Do you think he'll play Gilmore? No. If he won't play Gilmore against Villa, he won't against City, will he? You never know. Maybe he's got a little... Maybe Frank's got some tricks up his sleeve. He's gone. Guardiola yeah, it's my mind game. We've got the Scottish Iniesta. Come on then, Billy G. Yeah. Remember that guy that you used to coach, Pep? We've got the Scottish version of him, but just from 20 years ago. Yeah, and he's better. And he's better, yeah. Better than Iniesta. I don't know. Even yeah. saying that is just a bit cringe, to be honest. <laughs> it's so true, though, isn't it, really? Oh, I'm not saying anything. Uh, the Man City game is going to be a strange one as well. If Reece yeah. James... Apparently, Reese James has got a hamstring problem at the moment. Does he play against Man City? There's no. a lot. There's a lot of if buts and maybes right now around this team, which no, I, I don't like because we don't know. I genuinely think if Reese James isn't fully fit, then he shouldn't play because we saw he wasn't fully fit against Arsenal. And look, we, we've all sung our Reese James praises. We love Reese James, right? Yeah. He was shite against Arsenal. I I don't like saying it. But he no, was so true. bad was. against he Arsenal. He he gave away a penalty, which sure might not have been a penalty, but still to to go into that challenge in the first place is is not Reese James like at all. It was a very very uh, out of character play for him. Didn't look like Reese James at all. No, and you could tell that something was wrong. Um, you know, I don't think it was the right play starting him. Um, so I'm glad that I glad that Dave started against Villa, and I hope that Dave starts against Man City as well. Because we said 
Frank's looking for experienced heads. I mean, there's not more people, many more people experienced at, more experienced at the club than Azpilicueta. I mean, he's been our captain for like the last three or four years. So, like, you know, I think I think it would be better to see Dave start than Reese if if Reese isn't fully fit. I think as well, if Chilwell plays like Chilwell played yesterday, mm-hmm. really, really good. Really well. He has yeah. got really, really good chemistry with Pulisic, with Giroud, and with Mount. I think down there we saw against Wolves as well. Those three down there are, are like they yeah. they they connect. But the good thing about having two wingers, I think, is that when we've had two wingers before, when we've had sorry Werner on one wing and Pulisic on the other before. It, we've looked really unbalanced because there's not really, especially when Asper has played, we've looked a little bit like, oh, well, we can't really attack down the right-hand side. But yesterday with Hudson-Odoi, we're like, Asper Laqueta can sit a little bit further back and say, you know what, Cal, you go and do what you want to do. Mm. And it gives him freedom, it gives him space. And I think that's fine because then we won't get counted as much because Asper Laqueta will be still on the halfway line, chatting to Zuma and Thiago Silva, letting Hudson-Odoi do what he wants to do. Yeah, I think that sort of balance works in the team. Yeah, I agree. Even if even if Rhys James is fit, I think he's now slightly out of form, and I wouldn't be opposed to having Aspilicueta start the next few league games that we play. Just yeah, I don't think he's in. necessarily out of form. I just don't. I just don't think it was a very characteristic performance of Rhys James against Arsenal. I'm not sure whether he's completely yeah. fallen out of form, but. No, 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 yeah. Because actually, if we go back to Everton, he was the best player for us. Wolves. Yeah. Did he play against Wolves? Uh, too too long ago for me to remember some. I think he probably probably did. Oh, well, I'll have a look. But just for you, Tom. I think, especially with the games coming up, Morecambe, Fulham, there's time to get him back to fitness as well. There's no need to rush them back now. No need to rush Ziyech. No need to rush Aspilicueta. You played 90 minutes against Wolves. There you go. And I don't remember him playing, which isn't so my point, <laughs> it's not my point still. My point still stands. I mean, like, OK, he wasn't out of form, but I think Azpilicueta deserves, on, on the basis of his recent performances, to start the next few games at least. Yeah, no, no, I agree. I agree. Azpilicueta was brilliant against West Ham and he was solid last night. It's, it's interesting how good he was considering how much game time he has, like has had. He hasn't had a lot of game time yet. He's come into the team and performed. He's been one of our, probably our best players. Would you expect anything less of him? Maybe. I just, he looked good. Like, he hasn't had much game time. Like, you, usually players come in and are a bit uh, rusty. They don't, they don't perform to the highest of standards, but he's been really, really good. He's really Billy Willie. He's, he's, a, he's a legend. <laughs> I know he's a legend. He's the man. He is the most professional guy. It's like Giroud doesn't play for like five months and then all of a sudden he starts banging in goals. True. When you've got professionals and Jorginho to an extent, although he's not playing particularly well, he still holds up to those same standards. You know what you're going to get from him. And that is so vital. Mm -hmm. Thiago Silva as well. You know what you're going to get when you play them. And that is the sort of professionalism around the club because I you forget and we can go off a tangent here because I love these guys Mason Mount is 21 22 years old can't remember which one Hudson Odoi is 20 Pulisic is 21 Tammy Abraham is 23 Ben Chilwell is 24 these guys are young Mason Mount and Callum Hudson Odoi in particular the two that stood out for me last night they aren't here to win us the league this season or next season. They are here to give us dominance in the next five years. But they are doing it now. I can't think of a team that Mason Mount doesn't get into right now. Mason Mount, for me, yeah, would be a perfect replacement for Wijnaldum at Liverpool. Ooh. I think he would fit in there. That's how good he is. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, think, I can see that. I can genuinely see where you're, where you're coming from there. I think a player like Mount... I think thrives under someone like Jurgen Klopp in that sort of system that Liverpool have. So, yeah, that that is, the, that is the standard he is playing at right now. Yeah, and he is. I'm just going to go and check his age. He is playing at such a high standard week in week out, and 
you forget that he's not even really meant to be doing it yet. He's 21. Wow. And he's not even meant to be doing it just yet. He is still meant to be the future, but yet he is very much part of the present. Like, and one of the most important parts of the present. Hudson yeah. Doig is the same. Pulisic is the same. You don't see many teams where you win it with a host of 21, 22-year-olds. And I think we've got a really, really good balance between Zuma's experience, Chilwell and James, and Thiago Silva. You've got like two young players outside, and then you've got Zuma and Silva who are both like knuckling down. Kante's a World Cup winner alongside Mount and Havertz. It's just a really, really nice dynamic. And maybe that's why Giroud works well with wingers as well. Because Giroud is like, enough of the shit, cross the ball and I will score a goal. <laughs> Let's stop messing around with it, put the ball in, I'll score. And that's what you need from your wingers. You need directness. What does Guardiola get out of like, or what do you do when Sterling and, um, and Sane had their like best seasons? It was like, we don't mess around with it. Get in the box, score some goals. I don't care. You don't have to score a worldie. You don't have to play tiki-taka. Get it in the box, get to the back post and score a goal. Yeah. Who cares if someone yeah, scores having, 50 tappings? They score 50 tappings. Yeah. They're there. How many tappings did Sterling score? That was literally like 70% of his goals that season. Yeah. He yeah. got 20 They're all back goal. post tappings. But who's complaining? Because if he wasn't there, no one else was. And I think that sort of dynamic in the team is so, so good, especially for moving forward. Now, that was a little bit tangent, but we move. No, I see what you mean. Everyone's, everyone's got, everyone's got, what's the word? Everyone's got ways that they play. And if you just play to the way they play, it just all clicks perfectly. Because, I mean, I saw some people asking for, why don't we play a 4 2 3 1 with Mountain at 10? And I'm like, because he's literally Not one of the best in, yeah. in the league at playing a right, uh, playing a left sided eight. Yeah. yeah. Mount brings the same creativity whether he plays as an 8 or a 10. Like, what, so why would you change just for that? Yeah. Just doesn't make sense. The reactionary side of Twitter. Oh my god, don't even get me started. I, don't, I can't. I saw your tweet last Stop. night, Tom. I have blocked so many people over the last few days. More than I've ever blocked, I think, in total. I think... Uh, well, it was someone who replied to you, wasn't it? That said, like, you're basically a moron because, like, you don't you don't know what you're talking about, and you just just rinsed them. I, I was talking to a guy this Facts morning. Facts and logic. <laughs> All right, I saw a guy reply to Nini this morning. Oh yeah. no! And he basically said, "Oh, you know, we're never going to do anything with Frank." Blah 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 blah. You know, you know, you know what they say. The you usual, know. the usual. Yeah. And I, I replied, because yeah, I actually followed this guy, so I haven't followed him anyway. And I replied to this guy and I said, we're just going through a rough patch, calm down. And he went, no, we're not. We've only won a rough patch is four out of five games where you don't play particularly well, where you don't play well, but don't play badly, but lose. We've won seven out of 16. And Nini replied and I replied. We both replied the same thing. We went, yeah, a rough patch, right? That's what we're going through, a rough patch, because yeah. it happens to teams. Yeah. And not every rough patch you have to go two calls the way forward. Oh my god. Fuck off. No, he's not. <laughs> I give up. Oh, I'm still seeing I'm but, still seeing it now. We drew one with Villa and they're asking for two calls. Like, no, he's not he's not the answer. My God. Oh, I'm not, oh. I don't I don't get involved like you do, Tom, but I just look at them and go in my internet. Where's just have some patience. Like it's happened with every single manager. They don't even give. They don't even like give Frank some slack. Like, come on, we're not playing. Think... We're not playing badly. Like, I saw somebody else. It's a rough patch. It's so annoying. I saw somebody else, and they said, um, they said, right, I'm going to give Frank to the end of the season. But if we don't get top four, we need to get Simeone, man. And I went, right, okay, you're so close to being right, but you're still so wrong, because yes, give Frank to the end of the season, but. Simeone is the complete opposite of the sort of manager we want. We, I said, I said, yeah, because the club are definitely going to hire a pragmatic manager after signing all of these youthful, exciting players. Yeah, don't, don't think so. It's just, it's not happening. I mean, the guy that I was speaking to earlier said he knew that Lampard wasn't the manager after the West Brom game, and I, I, I replied to him and I said, I said, so you're telling me four games into the season 
after we invested two hundred fifty million pounds on the future of this team, you knew that Lampard wasn't the manager. Grow up, people. Really people do my head in. I've seen <laughs> calls for Allegri. I've seen calls for Allegri as well. Come on. What did you say, OJ? I said I'm I'm reading this this uh Twitter exchange. Which one? The one of you, the rough patch one. I I have spent I've put out so many tweets over the last few days. I've not spent as much time replying to people. Um here we go. You know all the people that talk about Oh, what's Lampard's system? What's our style of play? Yeah. I saw somebody else tweet, Sarri had a system, patterns of play, and a combined 10-0 lost to Bournemouth and Man City. And I thought, <laughs> that, that made me laugh. If people genuinely don't know what our style is, then they are brain dead. Yeah. They've not got a clue. I don't get it. I don't get it's it. Hot. It's harsh, but it's the truth. Like, they just... It's, pure, it's purely for reactions. I would... It's it's annoying, I know, but they're looking for a reaction, so just don't get too invested in it. Oh, if if people start actually like genuinely annoying me, I'd I give up. But I like to actually have conversations because you can have really good conversations with people on there. Yeah, but straight after a defeat is like the wor- the worst time, the worst time. Like people, like I think I've unfollowed Mod and Con and Sai because they just spout the most ridiculous. Ridiculous stuff. And it's like, right in between, are they doing it just for attention to keep their followers up? Or do they actually think like that? And sometimes I, I don't know. Either way, it's pretty pretty poor. It is. If you think you have to put like, extremist views out there just to get your followers up, I'm like, well... The, the, Grow up. Even after Villa, there was a Lampard in Lampard out poll on so many people twist. Oh my god! Look, okay, it's a draw. Calm down. Okay, we could have won. Yeah, but Lampard is still the man to take us forward. Actually, Matt Law put something up after the Arsenal game, and it was Whoa. really, it was really good actually, because he's actually a Villa fan. Yeah, I'm gonna go find this because because I like this. Here we go. Big couple of games ahead for the players and Lampard. Although some of the reaction I've seen on here has been hysterical. Three defeats in four, not good at all. But if you're over the age of 12 and can't handle your team losing as well as winning, then you're not for me. Like, yeah. Round of applause. That's, that is, that's, that's knighthood work. That is brilliant. Fair play. Really good. Okay, I've got one more thing, I think, before we end. Unless unless you guys have got anything else. No, no, I think we should cover it all, really. Yeah. Somebody who has been disappointing yep. in some weeks, uh, Edouard Mendy. Sure. Now, when he came in, we all treated him like the Messiah, but realistically... You treated him like the Messiah, Tom. Yeah, but, but all right, it may not sound like it. I didn't think he was like the second coming of Christ. I did not think this guy <laughs> was ever going to go on to be a world-class keeper. I did not think he was a world-class keeper, but... He was competent, so he was a million times better than Kepa. Yeah? Uh, and recently, I think he has not been playing particularly well. He's made mistakes. The Leeds goal didn't cost us in the end. The Everton penalty in the end cost us three points. Yeah. Um, and I think it's now smaller mistakes that have come into his game that... Maybe we'll go and notice, but I thought he should have saved the goal yesterday. What did you think? Wait, you cut out. What did you, you should have? What you cut out? I should have saved saved the goal yesterday. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think it's come over a lot of heads. It's not like a mistake, mistake, but it's one of those that you think. Now, Allison saves that. I and, think. Yeah. I don't think that it... I know you're not saying this, but I don't think this goal is entirely down to Mendy. No. Um, I know, obviously, you're not saying that, but can he... Should he make more of an effort to get towards it? Yeah. Should he save it? 
I would argue maybe. I mean, I don't think it's. I don't. I when I saw the goal, my mind didn't go off a bloody hell. Mendy really should be getting to that. It's not what went through my mind. I mean, I think it was more down to Christensen not being back um, and not getting off his arse and running back. Um, Yeah, I think I don't think I don't think Mendy you can pin that on Mendy. Um, Yeah. Maybe maybe you maybe you think differently, but I agree with OJ. I mean, again, the first thing I I didn't think it was entirely Mendy's fault when it first went in, but as it went through his legs, any goal that goes through a keeper's legs, you look at it and go, yeah. could he have done better? His his legs it's gone through his legs for a reason. His legs are open. He hasn't closed them to try and block it with his knees or anything. But I think he it's not entirely his fault. Christensen should have got back. As for Lequesta, you say he got drawn into Grealish because he probably had to cover for Christensen who was on the floor. He's a nightmare. Looking at the replay, nothing happened. He should have just got up. The ref doesn't no, have to stop play. It's not a head injury. So it's not... He could have done better if Christensen was back. Probably would have dealt with it. El Ghazi was free. But I, Mendy recently has been, been off. I've seen him drop a few balls from corners, which, which, isn't, which isn't like him. It's, since the Everton game is when it's, when it's, got, when it's got a bit, you know, bit tetchy, really, for him. I think that... No, I'm not... I, yeah... If I was judging him against people like Allison, which I'm not, but I'm using Allison as the example, as a title-winning goalkeeper and the best in the world, which I know Mendy isn't and won't be, but since the Man United game, in which he gained us a point because he was incredible, there haven't been many games where he has won us points, albeit he hasn't particularly had to have... have, He hasn't particularly had to. Mm-hmm. I would. I just think a title-winning goalkeeper s- saves you that goal. And I would like to see Mendy get back to his stand. I think he's dropped over the past few weeks. And yeah. the goal, I think, is proof of it. I think in the first few weeks of Mendy playing for Chelsea, he probably saves that. And he isn't now. I think he is struggling with the rest of the team for a little bit of form, a little bit of confidence. I don't think it's a massive worry. I just thought I'd bring it up because yesterday I saw it as a keeper. I'm overly critical. Did you see the Zaha goal from yesterday as well? I did not. Yeah. It's really now, I thought, a good finish. I thought Schmeichel should have saved it. I think, I'm think i thinking here, for a top, top level goalkeeper, which Schmeichel is, he's been beaten at his near post, which he had covered, and it shouldn't have gone in. I mean, really, if you, really if you, any goal that goes in at a near post probably should be saved. Because... Because the Zaha goal was better than the, the El Ghazi goal, in my opinion. Yeah, he hit it better. I mean, I haven't seen the Zaha goal, so... I... It's a good finish. It's a really nice finish. You know, I'm sat there thinking, again, for a title win, Alisson saves that, I think. So it's near post as well. Any kit, any... Who did Palace play yesterday? Leicester, uh, Leicester didn't they? Leicester. It's, not, it's not a massive any... worry. It's absolutely not a massive worry. But I, I don't know. I, just, I was just sat there thinking, you know... Top, top, you know, elite level goalkeepers, I think, save that. And that's what we had from Mendy at the start. It's not what we're expecting from him long term. I'm probably being ridiculously harsh here as a keeper, I reckon, but that was just my thoughts. That was the only other thing. Oh. It's really not just watching it. I'm just watching it. It's a nice finish at the near post. Let me get get a good angle. But I've seen there's not much gap there at that near post. That should be saved. And I think it should be saved. That should be yeah, saved. I think good it was finish. Good it's a good finish, but that's so near post. That should be saved. If, if it was De Gea, because De Gea has made a lot of mistakes as near post in recent months. I think if that's De, if that's De Gea conceding that, there's there's uproar there. Yeah, and if that's Kepa, I don't know because he's not. He's dropped or, or Kepa. Yeah, let's not. If let's Kepa, not start on how much we use Kepa. No, nobody mentioned. Andy last night for the goal because there were bigger problems. But if Kepper conceded that goal last night, people flip. Yeah. But that is it's because really, it's sad because people were looking to draw out Kepper for everything. Yeah, it's, well, it's sad for any goalkeeper. If they're going through a rough patch, they're going to get hammered for every little mistake they make. And I don't think Mendy deserves that yet. He's been really good. He hasn't made, apart from Everton penalty and yeah, the Everton penalty. I don't think he deserves all the the. The hammerings. He, well, if he gets ham, he's not really getting hammerings, but he doesn't deserve to be 
be blamed for the goal that he conceded last night, I don't think. But I do think defensively, we are still much, much better than we were last season. Like, much, much better. In terms of organisation. Yeah. But I don't I mean, think you can blame for that goal. I mean, if you look at the Arsenal goals, if you look at the Arsenal goals, a penalty, a free kick, and a cross. A cross, actually. Arsenal didn't work to score three goals. No. One was luck. One was... Arguably not a penalty, and one was just an insane free kick, to be honest. You know, so I'm sat there and I'm thinking, we've lost 3-0 and we've not played well enough. But, I mean, Mendy had to make a few good saves towards the end when we were on the game, but Arsenal didn't create much, mm. despite the fact that they won, that they went 3-0 up at one point. They hardly created anything, really. Yeah. But, you know, we move on. We, we move. move. I'll tell you what, we move yeah, on we to episode 32. And on that, I think that it's going to be the end of the episode. Unless you guys have got anything extra to add. I mean, Uh, when's the the Morkel game? Uh, After the Man City game. Okay. So probably a pod next week. So Man City is on Sunday. So maybe we can get one out. Oh yeah, the Morkel game is a week after the Man City game. We've got a week. But there is potential that both of those fixtures could be cancelled. But, you know, we don't know. Yeah. So if we we'll can, see. We'll, we'll see. try and get one out next Monday. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a look. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening again. Mhm. And we move. And <laughs> we move. This is gonna, this is obviously the last episode before before the new year as well. Yes, is it, it is. Is it not? So, so happy new year, everybody. We wish all our listeners happy new year. Happy new happy year. And, ha- and let's have fun see. in 2021. It even rhymes. God, it has yeah, to great. It's got to be more fun in 2020, for sure. It, has, it, it's, it rhymes, so it has to be true. Have fun in 2021. Yeah, oh, dear. <laughs> yeah.